you can strive for the next level version of yourself and still love who you are currently. And I think that that is a huge theme of my life in the last few years is accepting who I am while working towards the next version of myself. Hello, you beautiful soul, and welcome to the Evolve with Evelyn podcast, where we break through all the fears, obstacles, and limiting beliefs that are holding you back from the life, relationships, and business or career you desire. I am your host, Evelyn Huynh, founder of the Evolve 80 Night Coaching Institute, speaker and transformational life coach specializing in inner child and generational trauma healing. Join me each week to heal and strengthen the relationship with yourself and activate your authentic voice so that you can evolve mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. What is up, you beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Evolve with Evelyn podcast. I'm so excited about this episode, and I feel like I say that for every single one, but this one I am joined by my beautiful friend, our guest today, which is Shay Brocker. Shay holds a very special place in my heart, and why I wanted to invite her onto the podcast today is because not only has she been a past client of mine, but I've also had the honor of just witnessing her evolution in, you know, this past year and how her healing journey has really taken to the next level. And it's directly impacted her clients and just everyone around her. And I know that so many people who are listening right now will resonate with so many pieces of her story. So just know that we got two Scorpios in the house and there's going to be no topics off limits. I have no idea where this conversation is going to go, but I just know that it's going to be something that you want to stick till the end for. So without further ado, Shay, why don't you introduce yourself? Because no one will ever do it justice. Let us know who you are, what you do and you know the whole nine yards well thank you for having me Ev I'm super excited to be here my name is Shay Brocker for those of you don't who don't know me I am coming joining you guys from Austin Texas right now I'm originally from Long Beach California and I am a life and success coach where I support passion-driven women in activating what I call their bad bitch energy so that they can take massive action consistently so that's just a little gist I love that. So the reason why, well, I mean, I already shared that, but one of the main conversations that I really want to have is because I think one of the main things about being Scorpios, and for those of you who don't know, Scorpios is a fixed sign in astrology and just as powerful as it can be. It's really one of the most powerful signs. It's, you know, very passionate, um, very ambitious, like can, but on the other end of that, you can be very manipulative and very stubborn. And I know what it feels like firsthand, what it feels like to be a very disempowered person. And when you're a disempowered Scorpio, you become narcissistic, you become manipulative and just all these like toxic traits. And I'm not saying that that was you, but I just want you to share a little bit with us. Like what has your journey been like with healing? Because I know it's been a very unique one. And I think it's one that a lot of people will resonate with. Yeah. So I think that I have a very complex uh, story when it comes to my healing, because I grew up in a funky family situation, if you will, and it's continued to unravel 
throughout my adult life. And, um, you know, I, I went, I've been to therapy, right. For years. Like I started going to therapy when I was probably like 21. And so I did many, many years of therapy, just learning about myself, really opening up about things because as a Scorpio, I can also be very like secretive. I, I never would share things. Like when I was younger, I was just having a conversation with one of my best friends from college about this yesterday. And we were talking about, I just would never share anything. I would never tell anybody who I liked, what I wanted to do. I just kept those things very close to me. Right. So I think therapy gave me the first opportunity, opportunity to kind of open up about some stuff but I still was figuring out who I was and how I felt about the situation. So it really wasn't until this year when I started working with Ev to do really deep inner child healing, when I kind of like opened the floodgates, if you will, of like what was really sitting beneath the surface. I had a lot of emotions and feelings and trauma, you know, and I just, I, I wasn't validating myself. So even though I was in therapy and working through these things, I didn't necessarily believe that my trauma was valid. So without me realizing it, it was sitting in my subconscious and it was preventing me from doing certain things, um, pursuing opportunities because I had this core belief that I wasn't good enough or that I wouldn't be loved or that I would be left from deep abandonment issues as a child. So it's been a journey. It's been a process. I'm sure I will continue to work on it for the rest of my life. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a journey. That's amazing. And so what do you feel like has been one of the biggest shifts from, you know, working with therapists for so long, right? I think as a society, and this isn't a conversation about, you know, like therapists are wrong or whatever it may be. I think there are some amazing therapists out there. I think there's amazing psychologists, However, I think there's also been a lot of, we put so much power in the hands of therapists and, and psychologists and being like, that's the only way for you to get healing. Yeah. And it's really not. And it's almost like anything that's not your traditional medical um, professionals, then all of a sudden, like it's not qualified or it's not actually going to get you anywhere. Um, and I've had so many clients and even also my brother. And I know that I've shared with you where I've seen where having not so great medical professionals in your back pocket can actually derail you. And I've had family members end up being hospitalized after going to therapist. So I guess I'm just curious because I think there's so after I honestly Shay, you were the first client that really opened up my eyes to the depths of holy crap, there's actually people out here who have been going to therapy for almost a decade or more and still are struggling with some of the same things, which blows my mind because I'm, I'm kind of like, no, like we can actually get this shit done pretty quick. So when I heard that, I remember being on a call with you and my mouth just dropped because I was just in total disbelief. Let me give you my perspective and I can only speak from my experience, right? So this isn't a knock on therapist. I loved my therapist. Her name was Mary. Yeah. She's my girl. I don't do therapy with her anymore because I'm in Texas. She's in California, but we still text. She checks in on me. I love this woman, but after, and she was probably the third therapist I saw, right? But what I, my takeaway from traditional therapy is that they focus so much on the past rather than the present, right? So mm -hmm. like you're, you're trying to dig out these emotions and understand like why you feel the way you do, but it doesn't really have anything to do with your, I shouldn't say that. It's not that it doesn't have anything to do with your current situation. It's just very hard to connect those dots when you're not talking about current things. That's why I love having a life coach, being a life coach, because I really feel 
Like they help you where you're at, getting to where you want to be rather than just ruminating on the past. Cause that's what I did. I would just be in the past thinking about all this fucked up shit. But yeah, I just was focusing so much on the, like my early childhood. And I was kind of like, I know that that's important to understand why you are the way that you are. But in my perspective, traditional therapy just focuses on past rather than current and future. And so it was just, I got a lot from it. I gained a lot from the experience. I gained tools from her that I even use with my clients now, just in ways of giving perspective and how to explain stuff. But to me, it just focused a lot more on the past. And because I'm a person that tends to worry about the past and the future, I think having a life coach is what really helped craft me open to be able to connect those dots of why I was showing up. Not just what happened, but why I was doing the things that I was doing in my adult life based on my childhood experiences, if that makes sense. Yeah. So what would you say to the people? And obviously, by the way, just disclaimer, neither Shay or I are mental health professionals. Like we're not in the medical field. So we're just putting this out there. So this is specifically our own personal experiences and you can take everything with a grain of salt. And at the end of the day, do what's best for you and get the support that you need for you. But I think I really want to open up this conversation because I've heard just so many not so great. I've heard amazing stories. And I've also heard a lot of not so great stories, which are often the stories that really derail people, right? You reach out to these professionals because you want to get support and help. And then some of them don't actually do their own work and they can, you can end up in a place that's even worse than you were started before. So for someone like you, who had all these years of being in traditional therapy and got the support that you needed, and then going through, you know, inner child healing, I guess with me and noticing such drastic shifts, which is what you've, you've, you've shared what would you say to someone who's kind of in this position where they're treading water kind of feels like going from therapist to therapist and kind of still feeling like they are not really getting to where they want to be? You know what I mean? Like that feeling of like, I've had a therapist for so long, but why do I still feel this way? It's like, I've gotten help. Like, yes, I'm, I've learned all these things, but you know, that feeling of just like, why do I yeah. still feel stuck and stagnant? I, in my personal experience with therapy, like we said, just coming from my, my perspective, right. But I did a lot of talking. And like I said, focusing on the past rather than being empowered by tools. So mm -hmm. I think my biggest piece of advice was, would be find somebody who can arm you with the tools that you need right. to, to shift out of those lower vibration states when you need to. I, when I started working with you, I knew my issues. I knew I had abandonment issues. I knew I had childhood wounds, but what the fuck do you do with that? What the fuck do you do when you're in a situation where you're dwelling on shit that's happened and you need to redirect your energy so that you can actually get up and have a day, a productive day, right? Mm -hmm. So my biggest piece of advice would be find somebody that you feel like is your friend who you can actually open up and have a conversation with. And then somebody that can actually teach you tools to shift out of those states, because you can talk about this shit all you want, but you have to do something to shift out of that. So that would be my biggest thing because I don't necessarily feel like I was empowered with tools, which is why I pursued my life and success coaching certification, because I was acquiring all these tools that I could share with people. And that's my biggest thing. It's like my goal when working with people is to just help them create a toolbox for life, right? Because it's, I'm not going to work with people forever. I don't want to work with people forever. I want them to learn how to become their own coach and how to 
you know, help themselves in those moments rather than rely on another person. So that would be my biggest piece of advice is just learn tools, practice them, get more comfortable and then apply them in the situations that they pertain to. Oh, that's so good. And something that you also brought up a little bit ago was the safe space, like someone who you feel safe sharing. And that was another thing that I've noticed when we were talking together, where you're like, I've shared more with you than I've shared with all these other people. And that was another thing that really made me kind of like Mm -hmm. question, like, how were you able to share more with a stranger? Well, I don't even want to say stranger because you had, we have been kind of connected a little mm-hmm. bit before, but someone you never met, someone you've never been on a session with in one 90 minute session versus like all these years. So what would you say was the difference? Cause that's also what you're doing with your clients now too. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, in the beginning, being a Scorpio, I keep things very tight to me. Like I, it's funny. I've thought about this several times in the last like five years. Like I have had I have many friends right throughout different phases of my life, growing up, high school, college, grad school, all these things, sports. But I came to the realization that a lot of them didn't truly know me because I was very particular with what I shared with people. So even people that I grew up with that were, I was around a lot that probably thought they knew me. They didn't necessarily know what was going on in the background. Right. And there's very few of my friends that I've ever actually sat down and like shared my life story about, you know, what my childhood was like and how it affected me and how it made me show up in relationships. Like there's very few people that I choose to share that with just because it's my own experience and I don't really need anybody to understand it. I would rather just kind of not dredge up those old emotions, if you will, or I'm just, I'm very protect, I'm protective of my energy. And if it's going to be somebody that I know isn't going to be able to receive it in a way with compassion and grace and support, like I just would rather not. And for me, finding somebody who I resonated with through the freaking internet, who didn't really know me in real life, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like that having that separation of like, not necessarily knowing me in real life, and you can kind of have that outside perspective that's what allowed me to just be real and honest and open. Besides that, I was stuffing some really big emotions down with right. what was coming up in my life at that time. And I didn't, I don't want to bug people, to be honest yeah. with you. Like, I didn't want to keep reiterating the same shit. Like, yeah, we understand that you dealt with that, but like, nobody could understand how it felt. So having you and that outside person to be able to just open the floodgates and allow me to make those connections for myself Mm -hmm. as I was speaking those words out loud was super helpful because I know myself well enough now to know that I kind of have to speak things out loud in order for me to connect the dots. So Mm -hmm. identifying that safe space where I was empowered to do that really helped me figure certain things out for myself because you can hold the space, right? And you can give me advice and you can give me your perspective, but I'm the one that needs to connect the dots in order to actually do something about that. Yes. But I'm so curious why you didn't, did you feel that way with like all the other people that you worked with in the past, like the depths of what you were sharing? Like, what do you feel like was maybe the missing link for you to be able to share some of the things that you, you felt safe sharing with me versus with all these other, you know, professionals? I was pretty comfortable with my therapist in terms of sharing stuff from my childhood, but then I had a new situation come up, right? Mm -hmm. And like my family dynamic and I wasn't really going to therapy. I thought my therapy was over, right? I thought that shit was over. And then like, 
the situation cracked back open again. So I was just dealing with other things in my life that I was just stuffing right. down. Um, but I also think too, like I resonate with you. You're like a young entrepreneurial badass bitch. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, I love my therapist, but she's an older woman who doesn't necessarily understand like our generation or kind of what our desires are, or why we want to do certain things. And so with you, I just felt like you understood me in a way that I could just be real and raw and open and honest. I love that. And I wanted to touch a little bit on like this part of your life because it truly brings you to where you are now and have created this beautiful, amazing, badass brand. And I feel like a large part of your healing journey and you div- you stepping into your power and your bad bitch energy is what led you to the brand that you have now. So can you kind of share it with us a little bit, the journey from healing to now you stepping into this part and kind of creating this movement and the work that you do with your clients, utilizing this, you know, your bad bitch energy slogan, trademark brand name. Yeah. So bad bitch energy has always resonated with me for years and years and years, but putting it out online was a different story, right? I felt, I almost felt, I was, I had this fear of judgment around people thinking that I didn't have humility if I was saying, you know, bad bitch energy. Mm. And so I was taking on the opinions or, and honestly, it wasn't even true, right? It was this narrative that I was making up in my head about other people judging me. And so I was fearful of showing up in my power and what resonated with me and what I knew would resonate with my people out of fear of judgment. So I think just going through that inner child healing and really, I don't know, it was, I knew who I was at that point in my life, but then situations happened that kind of rocked that. So it was almost like I had to relearn myself and kind of figure out who I was again so that I could stand even stronger in that power. And so doing that healing allowed me to, like I said, you know, validate what I was going through because I wasn't validating it for so long. And then it gave me the confidence to just put myself out there knowing that the people that don't resonate with me, they have another million Instagram people that they could go follow, right? They don't need to Mm -hmm. follow mine. If bad bitch energy doesn't resonate with them, that's all good. But I think having the confidence to put that out there is what's made the biggest shift in the last six months. And you know, it really resonates with women, the women that I would be friends with. And that would want to be friends with me, my people, right? Like (laughs) there is, there's millions of people online. And if you're speaking to everybody, you're speaking to no one. So I think it's so important to just get comfortable with your little spice, right? Mm -hmm. Like what resonates with you and what you feel super passionate and grounded in. And when you live in your bad bitch energy, you allow other women to live in their bad bitch energy. You allow them to show up in their power And that confidence, it just, it's a ripple effect that affects everybody around you. So I think doing the inner child healing just really finally, I I stopped giving a shit what other people thought. I was like, you know, and I'm like 31 years old, like it's now or never baby, like fuck it. And I finally just like broke through that. And I'm so glad I did because I, I appreciate having that experience where I was too fearful to put that out there. And then now, now knowing the other side of it. Because a lot of what you are, that's the evolution and the transformation that so many of your clients are wanting in themselves, right? Because oftentimes the people that we're working with are in the position that we were at before, whether it was being fearful and afraid to put ourselves out there. And then they resonate so much with this 
I don't even want to say after version of you, but this more evolved version of you. And it's like, Hey, like, how the fuck do I get there? Like I, you know, ever since we started working together, you know, there's been like our worlds have kind of meshed and there's been, you know, people who have DM'd me or been like, Hey, like I came from one of your past clients, Shay, and I want you on my podcast. And then there's also been people who are like, dude, like Shay's so amazing. I just had a session with her and everyone has always said very similar things about you. Like she has this energy to her that is so magnetic and literally like it's bad bitch energy. And it's so funny because you say woman, but I checked on your stories when you were selling your bad bitch energy merch and there were men also and other genders that were wearing your merch and they were resonating with the energy of bad bitch energy. So for those, I mean, I think a lot of us, you know, millennials, like we kind of have an idea of like bad bitch energy, but for the the people who are kind of like, well, what is it? Like, how would you describe bad bitch energy and how you utilize it in your business and, and even coach your clients. Cause that's a large piece yeah. of the coaching that you do with your clients. Right. Yeah. I think that bad bitch energy looks different for everyone, right? There's similar traits that come through and I can kind of talk about those, but I really do think it looks different for everyone because everyone at some point in their life has felt super confident and as well as super insecure. Right. So yeah. you kind of know that state that you're tapping into when you feel like a bad bitch or when you feel like a sad bitch. <laughs> So I, and that's kind of how I think about myself. Like I did, I went from sad bitch to bad bitch because it was stuffing these emotions away. And then when I finally just started to, started to feel them and to like process them, I feel like I activated my bad bitch energy. And like that came from me getting super grounded in my rituals and routines and things that I did every day, the things that really kind of created my, my identity, the way that I saw myself. Um, also just having you know, being able to communicate what you need. I think communication is a huge one. It's what I work with a lot of women on. It's so funny because you tend to attract, like I've never necessarily had a problem communicating. I'm a Scorpio. Like you want to have a conversation? Let's sit down and have this conversation. Even if it's some sort of conflict, I've never shied away from it because I think it gives people opportunity to learn about other people and to do better moving forward with each other, right? But I I tend to attract a lot of women who have grown up in houses who were they, they didn't necessarily feel heard, right? And they have a hard time expressing themselves. And that can be with boundaries, what you need, what you don't like, all those things. So I think having clear, confident communication is a huge part of it. Also, learning to love yourself exactly as you are. Mm. You can strive for the next level version of yourself and still love who you are currently. And I think that that is a huge theme of my life in the last few years is accepting who I am while working towards the next version of myself. And they aren't mutually exclusive. Like you can, you can do both. Right. Um, And then a big one is learning how to use your intuition, having that connection to source, having trust and faith in the universe has completely changed the game for me. When I was 25, I read the universe has your back by Gabby Bernstein and it totally changed my life. I grew up in a traditionally religious home. I grew up Catholic, went to Catholic school, never resonated it with it. And then at 25 had what I call my spiritual life crisis. I was like, what the fuck do I believe in? Oh my God. Like I, I was, even though Catholicism didn't necessarily resonate with me, I loved having that faith and that belief. That was a big part of my life. And so when I read that book, it kind of, she empowered me to kind of create my own version of spirituality. And what that taught me was that my relationship with God and the universe is strictly mine and the universe's relationship. It has nothing to do with anybody else. 
And I just think it's so important for people to know that it's not about what you believe. It's about the faith that you have in that belief. And you get to choose what that part of your life looks like. So those are some of the main things that come out are really like habits and routines, being able to communicate confidently, um, you know, loving yourself, loving others as you work on yourself and that intuition and that connection to source. Those are themes that kind of pop out. Wow. That is amazing. So I hope every single one of you who are listening are fucking taking notes because she literally just gave you the blueprint of how to activate your inner bad bitch energy. So there's two things that kind of came up. One, I feel like that whole sad bitch to bad bitch needs to be some sort of meme or in a shirt. I think that is freaking amazing. I'm like, yes. And the second thing that you were sharing, um, a lot of people struggle with manifestation. They struggle mm-hmm. with the law of attraction or they think that they struggle. And it's so interesting because this is really one of the first times that I've heard you really break down Babbage energy. Like I've just, because I've known you, I just intuitively know the energy of it, but I've never actually heard you break it down like that. And it's so interesting because the people who are really struggling with manifesting their desires in life, career, relationships, business, it's all the things that you just mentioned. Like I was listening to a podcast. Um, well, it's, it's an infinite intelligence podcast, but it's, they take Abraham Hicks work. And I've actually just recently gone into Abraham Hicks and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming obsessed. And they were saying that, you know, so many people struggle because you're constantly wanting the thing, right? You want to make more money. You want to call in more money, but then you're also complaining and unhappy about where, how much money you currently have. So it's like, how can you be the energetic alignment for what you truly want to attract if you're not happy with where you're at? So it just, that tr- the activate is something in me when you said you can strive to be this next level version of yourself and still love where you're at, which I think is such a hard place for people to be in. So how do you feel like, how did you navigate that? Because I think we're always, you know, we want to be more, we want to do more, but then it's the place that we're in when we're kind of like, it's like you're, it's the, what is right. We can only focus on the, what is not the, what is not. So can you share a little bit about maybe how you navigated this? Because I feel like a lot of people are in that position right now, especially with, you know, this current state of the world and everything that has happened with this pandemic, a lot of people have lost themselves and they're trying to move forward, but then they can't get out of, you know, them in the what is. Yeah. One thing I will say just about the manifestation part before I dive into that is one of the things that I learned this year that just changed manifestation for me was the fact that you have to be willing to let go of things to call in other things, right? Like Mm. we tend to get so sad when we lose friends or we lose jobs or we lose this or that, whatever it is. But I have learned that a big part of attracting new into your life is letting go of these old things. And it, the first time that I experienced this was, I don't know if you remember this, but when I was uh, flying from San Diego back to Texas this year, I got like $6,000 worth of stuff stolen out of my bag. And that's something that I would usually just like freak out about, right? It was like, it, it was special stuff, like things that can't necessarily be replaced. And it was the first time in my life where I applied this idea of manifestation and letting go of things in order to attract the new. And I was like, oh, I was able to kind of just have this perspective to where I was like, okay, these are material things. They can always be replaced. 
And I was kind of like, fuck yeah, this shit, like what's coming to me now? Because if I just lost all this stuff that was really important to me, like I can only imagine what's on its way. So that's just a side note about that because I think that's really helped me to just let go of things in a way that's going to attract that new into my life and whatever it is that I'm calling in. Dude, but what's really I rem- wait, oh, wait, wait, before you move forward, I remember that because y'all, when I tell you, so Shay comes onto a call, which we were really freaking shocked that she even came onto our call after having this happen, but we were on a mastermind call and you told us, you were like, this and this happened. And I don't know if you remember, but every single one of our faces just dropped. And we were just like, dude, how? how like one we were so proud of you for for that because you even shared you're like guys like in the past like I would have never been able to navigate my emotions the way that I did it would have ruined my month yeah because it was like a lot it was like you and it just like got stolen and I think mm-hmm. so before we we, we kind of move forward from this piece there's a lot of people who would never be able to be in that position like to do what you did so how did you manage your emotions in those moments? Because you, you said that, you know, in the past, like it would have ruined my month, but what did you do? And, or what was the shifts inside of you to get you to the point where it didn't ruin your month and you were able to tap into that bad bitch energy and be able to move forward from it? Honestly, just taking a deep breath and remembering that sometimes the universe takes things away from you in unexpected ways. And we don't necessarily know why, but the more that I was holding on to that, the more force I was trying to do. Right. And I've really tried to lean into my feminine energy this year. So I think learning about the feminine and masculine energies and needing both of those in order to call things in, I was able to shift out of that masculine energy of what the fuck I'm going to freak out. It's (laughs) pissing me off to like, Like I said, oh, okay, well, what's the universe bringing me now? Like, I'm excited. What's on the way? It took my freaking wedding bands away. So what am I getting, you know? And so I just really think that perspective on manifestation has changed so much in my life to not, you know, I always felt like I had to hold onto things so tight, especially because of these abandonment issues. Like I just had such a tight grip on friendships, on jobs, on identities, on these things that you know, weren't serving me anymore. So just knowing that sometimes you got to let go of stuff to call mm-hmm. in the new, that's, that's truly what helped me through that situation. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. I'm so sorry for interrupting you. I just felt like no, you're there's good. so many people who are in that position. Um, and then I completely forget where you, you were on a trail. I know we were talking about, you asked me a question on how I, I don't remember the question, but I remembered I was going to say, because, okay. oh, how I've kind of shifted and activated that bad bitch energy and loved myself while working on myself. Right. I used to, I still do. I identify I'm a very intense person. I'm passionate. Like when you talk to me, my face turns red because I get so much energy. Like I'm just excited about life. And I've always like, people have always told me like, you're so intense or, and they would always say it in a way that was like kind of negative. So I took this negative connotation on about being an intense person And throughout this work, I figured out my intensity is one of my superpowers. Yeah, I might be intense to people who are not as intense to me, but that allows me to show up with positive intensity in my relationships, in my work, in my overall life. So really reframing these ideas I had about myself that I wasn't necessarily crazy about. I just reframed them in ways that made me think Mm. more positive about myself to where I was like, oh, okay, I can channel my intensity for good or for bad. So let me figure out how to use this in a positive way. 
how do you, for the, for the listeners, who's like, okay, this sounds great. And I totally see it. But again, it's always easier said than done. Right. Because when you've lived years and even decades of thinking one way about yourself because of all these limiting beliefs and what people have told you, and you believe that to be true, that reframing process is, is hard. It's like step one is reframing. The step two is actually allowing yourself to believe that new reframe. So what are some tips that you can give people who are like, okay, I'm in that reframing process. What do I do? I think just continuing to be curious with yourself, continuing to peel back layers, not being scared to get deep, not being scared to show your dark sides because the dark, there's dark and there's light. Like they both exist Mm. and you have to acknowledge the darkness within yourself to turn it into light. And so rather than berating yourself in your head, I always thought like the mean girl talking shit to yourself in your head, like, oh, you're so intense and da, 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 da. It's like, no, you got to like, really commit to shifting that mental talk and catch yourself as you're start starting to kind of talk shit to yourself and be like, okay, how can I reframe this and think about it different? And if that takes you getting in your journal and writing stuff out, if that takes you doing a workout, moving your body, shifting your physical state, that takes you doing a meditation and going inward or visualizing and seeing yourself as that badass version of yourself and using your perceived weaknesses for good, you figure out what works for you. And like we were saying at the beginning, you have these tools and you turn to these tools in those moments. So I think it looks different for everyone, like the processing process, if you will. Um, But like for me, you know, it's like when I'm starting to get anxious or uptight, like I can be like, I can be judgmental. I can be uptight. I could just be like, I, it's like this little black ball of energy that sits in my solar plexus. And like, I know the second that it starts to come alive because I can just feel it right there. And that's always a signal to me, like, okay, go move your body. And so Mm -hmm. I will go out in the gym and I will move my body and I will put music on and I will dance and I will shake it out and I will shift my physical state. Because for me, the quickest way to shift my physical or my mental state is to shift my physical state. So like I said, it looks different for everyone, but you continue to be curious with yourself. You continue to learn new tools and you're going to figure out what works for you in those moments. I love that. I love the idea of curiosity because I think so many of us, we go through life and we're just like, this is who I am, right? Because mom said so, my teacher said yep. so, or my ex has said so. And you're like, you know, I'm just Shay. I'm an intense person. Or like, I'm Evelyn and I'm just, you know, stubborn or I'm selfish. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, actually I'm not. And who said that this is a bad thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think for everyone listening, like, exactly what Shay said, get curious about yourself. Cause I think so many of us, we have all these limiting beliefs that have bogged us down that we live as if it's true and we are showing up. And that was a mask, right? Like you going through the world, like holding the dimming your light, thinking that you're an intense person is a mask that you have put on from showing the world who you truly are, because intensity can be great at times. And at times that it's quote unquote, not great. It's probably for people who just can't handle it and are probably triggered because they're not intense. And then they're probably a boring ass person. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so guys, like get curious with yourself. Like I love, 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 Thank you so much for bringing that on because people 
forget to tap into their curiosity and curiosities and not just in yourself, but just in every aspect of life, because your curiosity is directly correlated to your inner child, right? Think about as a child, like we just wanted to know all the things, like we wanted to get in the mud and see what was in the mud. We want to know what that fish is. And as we've gotten older, we're just like, eh, you know, I know what's in there. It's like, no, you don't. It's like, I know who I am. No, you don't like get curious in all these areas of life. And as we're kind of like wrapping up, I really want you to share with us, what have you noticed some of the biggest shifts in your life, in your client's life by doing the work, like inner child healing, but then also tapping into that bad bitch energy because inner child healing is what allows you to be able to get to the point to tap into this bad bitch energy. And so what have you noticed are some of the things that you know, accomplished or seen the results or the benefits? Yeah, I think that it goes back to that validation, right? Like we're constantly seeking validation outside of ourselves for what we've been through or what we're, what we want to do. Like we want to be heard that, yeah, that's right. Or like, yeah, you're going in the right direction when you're the only one that has those answers. And so I think like just validating yourself in terms of like your experience, your trauma, your childhood, Mm. and, you know, connecting with that little you to be like, okay, you did go through this and yeah, it sucked and it wasn't your fault. What's my favorite line from Ebb? The wound may not be your fault, but the healing is your responsibility. I say that shit everywhere. I tell everybody, I will say that till the day I die because I was like, whoa, that allowed me to step back and be like, okay, I know this is valid. I know I went through this. And even though it wasn't up to me to go through with, go through that. It's my responsibility to do something about it so that I could show up in the world the way that I want to. So mm-hmm. I think validating yourself and then it ties back to that curiosity using different tools. Like I've learned so much from my birth chart, from personalities, tests, Myers-Briggs, Enneagram. Like I am fucking obsessed with all those types of things and encourage all my clients to do that because yeah, not all of it's going to resonate, but you're going to find some things out about yourself where it's going to allow you to connect dots and be like, Oh shit. Like that's why I do what I do. That makes so much sense. So it heightens your self-awareness so that when you are in those moments, experiencing those, you can connect it back to a dot and then you can empower yourself to move forward. And that can be with tools, shifting your state, but self-awareness, it goes so far, dude. Like I don't necessarily think I was a self-aware person in my high school years, in my early twenties. I think I started to like develop my self-awareness, like maybe a year or so before I was 25, right around 25. Right. And just having that awareness of what's going on inside of me and what I can do about that. It changes the game because you're not constantly looking for anything outside of yourself. You know, that you have everything within you at this moment to do what you need to do to shift your energy, because it's all about your energy. It's all about the thoughts that you're thinking, the actions you're taking, the way that you think about yourself, your mental talk is just, I mean, it creates your fucking reality. And I used to think like, oh, your thoughts create your reality. You think it's like this woo woo thing until you experience the different life that you're living when you actually have positive mental talk. So like I said, that validation, that curiosity and that self-awareness, it just... Mm everybody it's something that we should all be working on for the rest of our life in my opinion because we can always 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 be better with those things yeah and it's stuff that I honestly truly wish that they taught us in school because I honestly believe that the world would be a much better happier more kind compassionate and loving place had we 
taught children, or if we were taught at a really young age, the self-awareness and getting curious and, you know, understanding wounds and trauma and how it, it, it literally forces us to show up in a different way. Because when we're triggered, we show up in the most disempowered, like state versions of us that only triggers other people. And it's like, we're just living in a world where everyone is just triggered and walking around wounded and in, in pain. And then people complain so much about the life that they're living because again, like thoughts create reality. And it's so interesting because then you have the people who have lived that one reality of negative thoughts, creating this, you know, not so great reality who then change their life and turn around and are now preaching like personal development and healing. But then you still have some people who listen to those and be like, nope, you're just talking crap. Like this is woo woo. And it's like, oh, like so many people are still living in this asleep phase. And that's why I think it's so important having conversations like this, because so oftentimes I think, you know, a lot of people who have done this work and gone to this place of I'm successful, I have the clients, I'm, you know, I got the happy family. And then they kind of just focus on that. And it's great, but then they never really talk about what it's taken them to kind of get here. So then there's this level of disconnection between them and their audience or them and the people around them, because people will see this like shiny version of you, this evolved version of you. But then in your, it's like, no, you've actually been through so much, like so many years and so much, so many triumphs and tribulations to get to this point today. So I just want to say thank you so much for, oh, you got something to say. I want to say no. And I think that that's something that you really helped me with. It's just like being, because I'm an open book. I've always been an open book for the most part, besides like those things I would keep really tight to me. But if somebody asked me a question, like I have no problem answering it and being real, but I would show up online. Like, I mean, I started her healthy hustle, like uh, beginning of 2019, I want to say. So it's been several years, but. I was showing up like everything was all good and like, oh, here, just like do these rituals and routines and like your life (laughs) is going to be great. Like who the fuck can resonate with that? Nobody. (laughs) And you really empowered me to like show up and show my flaws and show my darker side. And that's why like, if people follow me on social media, you've seen my IG lives. Like I, I tell stories about myself that I don't like about me, like flying off the handle when Matt was two minutes late, when we first started dating and like all (laughs) these things. But that's what I've learned. Like that's what resonates with people because they can see themselves as you, right? And like yeah. if they know that you used to react shitty or show up in a shitty way, but look at you doing the thing now, that empowers them. Like, oh, okay, I can do it. And I believe like you got to get to a point where you just get sick of your own shit. Like I got <laughs> sick of complaining. I got sick of blaming other people. I got sick of judging. I was over that. I knew that that wasn't going to give me the life that I wanted yeah. to live. And so you have to take a step back and like, just take accountability for your life and where you can be better. Um, Ooh, but yeah, dude, that's a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow. Hell you yeah, said, it is. Take response. Uh, you said take accountability and, um, a in the spark method is acknowledge the challenge, which is where we can take ownership and responsibility for the role that we played. And I will argue over 90% of the population cannot do that because of inner child wounds, it makes them feel like if I am taking responsibility, then I am admitting that I'm at fault. And then I don't feel like enough. So like, dude, that's a really, I'm so glad that we're ending off on this because so many people would, it's more comfortable and it's ego driven to live in 
victim mentality, right? The world is happening to me, not for me. But you just said like, and it's funny because you didn't share that before. And I feel like it's not easy. Like how it's not easy to tell the whole world and be like, dude, like I was a, like, for me, I was a judgmental bitch. Like at mm-hmm. some points in my life, I was toxic. I was manipulative, but then it's like, but this is where I am now. And I think you sharing that you taking, you were just sick of your own shit and yeah. making that change. And so many people would rather like they're constantly in a state of wanting to prove themselves. Right. Like my ego is right. And so like, of course I can do no wrong. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was me. Or like doing things because I thought that other people would like, look at me and be like, Oh, she's doing it. You know what I mean? Like I would do stuff that was out of alignment for myself wanting this praise from outside sources until I learned to be like yeah Shay you're a badass bitch and like do it my you know what I mean like you got to learn to be your own hype woman and not look for those things outside of yourself because it just it you're yeah you got to learn to validate yourself you cannot look for it from outside sources oh Shay thank you so much for coming on, sharing your heart and your time with us and your stories and your lived experiences and all your wisdom. Like, I think one of, there's many things I love about you, but I think one of the major things is just watching how much you allowing yourself to be vulnerable has just allowed you to evolve so much in your life. Like I've watched this beautiful transformation, not only with you in your home life, but with your partner, with your clients and with your business and seeing you just thrive, I think is just, it's so amazing. Cause I'm like this, I just want this for everyone. Like it's, it's so beautiful seeing right in front of you when a powerful person. Cause I truly believe that every fucking person is truly powerful. But when you really allow yourself to be vulnerable, it escalates that power like tenfold. So Shay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us today. And I have one last question before I let you go. What is one tip or advice that you would give the listeners to help them evolve into their next level self, either mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, or financially? I think just find what works for you. I think with this, the day and age that we're in with the internet, we're constantly looking at other people and our favorite influencers or this coach that we look up to and we're like, oh, okay, well, if they do this, then I can just do that and it'll work for me. And to go back to that curiosity, you have to be curious with yourself to find what works for you because what works for you is not going to work for me and vice versa. So I think kind of cut out that outside noise and get, get in the trenches, do the work to figure out what works for you rather than just take on other people's, you know, what works for them. I love that. And so for everyone who is now obsessed with you, where can they find you and connect with you and work with you and all the things? You can find me at Her Healthy Hustle on Instagram. That's my main platform. I still got to get on TikTok. Ev. I still <laughs> haven't done that, but I'm going to. It's on my list. Um, but yeah, my main thing is Her Healthy Hustle. My website's herhealthyhustle.com. Um, I have an email list. And yeah, if anybody wants to connect or has questions, slide into my DMs. They're always open. I love talking to people. Like So I love the internet. I just love connecting with people and creating these beautiful friendships. Uh, with people that you would have not otherwise had access to. So send me a message and say, hey. I love that. And um, for those of you 
don't remember, we will just put everything, all Shay's information in the description down below. But thank you, Shay, so much for joining us today. And for everyone who's listening, thank you for being here with us. And I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.